Good morning. It's Monday, October 10th, 2011. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here is what's on this morning's front page. Rage at Military Fuels Deadly Protest. Median incomes shrank further after the recession, and after a rocky start, more preparation for Perry. In today's national headlines, scientists dispute findings of anthrax inquiry, and an American is said to join anti-Qaddafi forces. In today's business headlines, banks brace for a fallout over earnings reports. Germany and France say a deal on banks is near, and websites and social media open door on once-hidden auto negotiations. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, too, a roundup from the weekend in sports and New York Times columnist Bill Keller. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories reported from Cairo by David Kirkpatrick, entitled Rage at Military Fuels Deadly Protest. A demonstration by Christians angry about a recent attack on a church touched off a night of violent protest here against the military council now ruling Egypt, leaving 24 people dead and 212 wounded in the worst spasm of violence since the ouster of President Hosni Mubarak in February. The protest caught fire because it was aimed squarely at the military council that has ruled Egypt since the revolution, at a moment when the military's latest delay for ceding power has led to a spike in public distrust of its authority. When the clashes broke out, some Muslims ran to help defend the Christians against the police, while others said they'd come out to help the army quell the protests, turning what started as a march about a church into a chaotic street battle over military rule and Egypt's future. Nada El-Shazli, 27, said she came out because she heard state television urge honest Egyptians to turn out to protect the soldiers from Christian protesters, even though she knew some of her fellow Muslims had marched with the Christians to protest the military's continued hold on power. Muslims get what's happening, she said. They're trying to start a civil war. The protest took place against a backdrop of escalating tensions between Muslims and Coptic Christians, who make up about 10% of the population. Mubarak's exit emboldened previously suppressed Islamists and unnerved the Christian minority. Christians had joined the pro-democracy protest in large numbers, hoping for the protections of a pluralistic, democratic state. But the surge in power of the Islamists had raised fears of how much tolerance that majority rule will allow. The most common refrain of the protest on Sunday was, the people want to bring down the field marshal, adapting the signature chant of the revolution to call for the resignation of the military's top officer, Field Marshal Mohammed Hussein Tantawi. Muslims and Christians are one hand, some chanted. The military and riot police, on the other hand, appeared at some points to be working in tandem with Muslims who were lashing out at the Copts. As security forces cleared the streets around 10 p.m., a troop of police officers in riot gear marched back and forth through the streets of downtown alongside a swarm of hundreds of men armed with clubs and stones, chanting, The people want to bring down the Christians! and later, Islamic State, Islamic State. By the end of the night, as clouds of tear gas floated through the dark streets and the crosses carried by the original Christian demonstrators had disappeared, it became increasingly difficult to tell who was fighting whom. At one point, groups of riot police officers were seen beating Muslim protesters who were shouting in Arabic, God is great. 
was just a few yards away, other Muslims were breaking pavement into rocks to hurl in the direction of a group of Christians. State television announced a curfew in downtown Cairo beginning at 2 a.m., and the civilian cabinet, which serves under the military council, held an emergency session. A committee headed by Prime Minister Issam Sharaf was meeting to address the crisis, the cabinet's webpage said, with solutions based on the principle of equal citizenship regardless of race.